Hello. Let's go for a ride. Here we are. Ninth story. <laughs> Welcome to the Ninth Story Podcast. We're here for episode 13 today, and this is our Man Up episode. We have a special guest in the studio with us today. Um, back for, what was it, 12 episodes ago, you were here for episode one, and episode zero that never happened as well. <laughs> we got Dr. John Towers in the studio today. Yay, Dr. John. Hello, everybody. And this also marks Mr. Weber's... Oh, wait, I, you don't like it when I call you Mr. Weber. Uh, you can call me whatever the hell you want. Colonel. <laughs> kind of clink. So oh, this, that's funny. This this marks uh, Craig's first time in the ninth story. The ninth story studios. What are we east today? You're, you're west. Right? We're south. This is south. This is uh, yeah. So do we have other? Do we have two other locations? I'm unaware of. A couple undisclosed locations. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. You gotta that's have a couple you, undisclosed locations. That's where you guys hide the fucking bodies. <laughs> we're yeah. We're like in a, what was that? Contact. Um, you know, where you're always, when something gets blown, you're always building another one. All right, all right. Yeah, you got to have, not, not that one. All right, all right. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. Right. <laughs> Take your shirt off. Was he in contact? Yeah. He was the priest. Holy yeah. shit. I completely forgot about he was, that. He was the, the, the dude that turned Jodie Foster gay. Uh, or okay. Whatever. I didn't get that message. Yeah. No, no. But, I mean, apparently and, and, she's not a fan of the gentleman. No, I don't know. Well, I know that. But I didn't know, uh, I didn't read into the film. No, I didn't either. Seriously? No. (laughs) Seriously. So so what you're noticing is is you got some extra stuff going on here today because in the honor of uh, John being... We're in the presence of greatness, let's just say that. Right. Because John's in the studio, we're going to try his way. We're not going to edit today. No boy. So that means you guys get all the fun stuff that I normally cut out. (laughs) Awesome. I can't wait to listen to this. (laughs) Um, Don't be so excited because usually what gets cut sucks. (laughs) I got six hours of greatness for you. Um, so, why don't we catch up a little bit? What do you got going on there, Mr. Towers? Or Dr. Towers? I really only use the title when I'm bitching at, like, McDonald's. Burger King. Yeah. Dear Mr. King. <laughs> That's right. I forgot There's my the fucking line. french fries. <laughs> There's the line from episode one. I love that almost as much as I love, Barbara, they're coming to get you. <laughs> Ah, them, them. <laughs> so, um, no, I'm. Uh, I got a a book deal with uh, Postmortem Press, so I've been just focusing on that. Yeah, and a bunch of ancillary stuff that kind of comes with it. You're working on the Jin Jihad. Yeah, is that the book deal you're talking about? Jin Jihad. Yeah. And di- di- so it is Dijin Jihad. That's the way I pronounce it. Yeah. All right. Because I was going all over the place with it, that. Well, I was yeah. pretty good on the Jihad. <laughs> it was the first one that was thrown. When, you know, the second I, N is silent in Dijin, though, right? Yeah. Okay. You don't say Dijin. <laughs> well, when I talk about it to myself, I call it the genie jihad, which is yeah. funny because dun, it, dun, it's like dun, barbary. Dun, 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 like, yeah, yeah that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the idea behind the book is um, I wanted to do, you know, there's a lot of uh, geek 
anger right now to the uh, mainstream comic book companies. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to do like a big crossover style event Mm -hmm. um, with uh, indie quirkiness and sensibility kind of about it. Um, So I'm using a lot of the characters that I've been working on forever, you know, and all the the books that I self-published are actually going to be converted into uh, web content. Oh, yeah. So like while you're going through the Jihad book, It'll be like, hey, do you want to know how these guys got together? You know, go to this website address. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, do you want to know the backstory behind this sentence? You know, like whatever's going on. That is really cool. So it's kind of like what, you know, like what AMC was doing, like Breaking Bad. It's like, okay, you like this 47 minutes? Go online and get another. Here's some backstory. Get it all, yeah. Right, here's what Agent Hank Schrader was doing yesterday. Right. That wasn't in the That's awesome. Yeah, and um, it's just a way, like technology is so much on top of comic books right now yeah and it's just a way of trying to figure out how to use it you know mm-hmm. where to serve the story and also you know it, is it essential for you to read like the first three non-standard assembly books you know before you pick up this book no you right. know I, I sorted out pretty much in like the dial in mm-hmm. the dialogue and the way the story's set up but hey if you want to know you know there's a scene in the book where they're kind of walking through their headquarters and I kind of just lifted this idea right out of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen where you see like paper clip, newspaper clippings and portraits and stuff mm-hmm. like all over the wall. All that has to do with stuff that's going to be available in this in the web content, right? Very so cool. um, I'm trying to figure out a way to redesign the website to serve that. Okay. Uh, on top of, you know, just trying to, I'm trying to do like three pages a night. Like, so, uh, I'm sorry to jump in there, George. So, is it kind of like, you know how like in The Watchmen, the way that's put together, like there's all that stuff that goes in, like between the, 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 the story, like the cells and the, the, there's like background, like newspapers and all that. Yeah. So, it's that, it's so, like, similar to that? It can be. Right now, there's, I think there's going to wind up being like kind of three tiers of this mm-hmm. web content. Okay. Some of it's just going to be straight up, hey, here's a comic book. Right. digital you know and you click the arrow to move to the next page and then there's also going to be like the probably like just clip like enlargements of the newspaper clip, clippings and, mm-hmm. and stuff and like so you're talking about real immersive content yeah, yeah. for like, someone that wants to immerse themselves in the universe as if it's a real thing yeah. you can actually do that yeah I spend a lot of That's time cool. trying to figure out how to world build you know yeah. what I mean and people throw that term around nowadays and I don't know yeah. if I'm just throwing it around or you know but you know, I want to make it like, hey, if you want to walk around in my head for 10 years, like, I'm going to give you the f- fucking ability to do that. Whoa, that that's pretty cool. <laughs> I would like to be inside your head for like, <coughs> his head. He, his his mind moves faster than who else is a world builder? George Lucas. Uh, nah, I'm kidding. He is. Uh, no, he is. He is. Yeah, you can't take a lot of the worlds you don't want to be in. Um, but, but. <laughs> but so, so, John, um, so do you envision like I, I think I talked to you about this before. Um, I'm old school. Um, at some point when you released the omnibus edition for geeks like me or old time geeks like me where I don't have to immerse myself in like 18 different types of technology well, will, you, will you put everything into one, I think that one volume that I can fucking hold you the you analog <laughs> kind of guys yeah there you are, probably, are probably <laughs> I appreciate that are I'm probably, a mix are probably, now look the irony is if you look at this I'm the only one that has a handwritten note right. sitting in front of me <laughs> Craig's got the technology I've got paper and you've got a book handwritten right but um, I think as far as the publishing of it's concerned, I think only the Jihad book is going to be uh, printed now. Mm-hmm. You know, I the pitch that I made to um, the guys at Postmortem was, look, I'm not going to ask anyone to print out 10 years worth of fucking stories, yeah. right? Yeah. So 
the um, the way I got around that is by kind of pitching him this idea of all this exclusive you know web content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, a, that's a great idea. But you know, once when it sells a million volumes, well, then I mean, all of a sudden somebody be like, "Hey, John, can we print can we ten years print, worth of shit?" Yeah, it's gonna be like a, fu- a fucking phone book worth of yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, that's you know? awesome. And then um, I'm also working on the follow. You know, what's gonna wind up being the follow up to this? And wow. yeah, um, the way that it's gonna be, I think, is there's gonna be three books actually printed, and then mm-hmm. each of those books will have you know, X amount of web content. And when you have all three of them, you can put all pieces together. It's like, it's going to be like... You get a thir- piece of a code with each book. 13 years worth of comic book storytelling, basically. That's fantastic. How, how appropriate that we're doing episode Bam. 13 today. today. Boom! Yeah. Look at that tie-in. Does this add up Dynamite. to nine anywhere? <laughs> uh, 42. Right, you know... Uh, came, <laughs> so I get nine in there somewhere? So, so before we go any further, you, you, you listened to the Sammy Hagar episode. Yeah, yeah. So where did you, where did you find the... Uh, the My Pretty Pony. Was that in a dilapidated shed? No. Uh, I actually... Do you guys know who... I think his name is James, Jamie Gum, Gunn or James Gunn. He's the guy that directed Slither and he's the guy I doing... think we're talking about James Gum from no, no. The, the Killer oh, from... Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Wasn't she a great big fat person? <laughs> he, he directed that Slither. American girl. And, um, and he's the guy that's doing the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Okay. And I was... Trolling through Isn't his... he, he was actually married to the girl who used to be on The Office. I think so. Yeah, because she was married to the Pam. He yeah. was married to the director of Slither. Yeah. That is his name. It's something like it's Jamie. Jamie Jim but Gum it is very close to James Gum, the killer yeah. from Sound. But I was doing research on the um, Gardens of the Galaxy movie mm-hmm. because it looks like something way out of left field, and I'm trying to figure out how it's going to fit in with the rest of the movies, right? And I was just kind of going through his Facebook feed, and he actually had a he actually had that picture on his Facebook. And he's like, look at this weird fucking thing that I found. And I'm like, well, look at this weird fucking thing I found. Yeah. Did, did I send you a picture of the, the black pretty pony? It, it's very red horse. No, I don't it's think like, so. Because, you know, a horse is a pony and you have red horse. So, yeah. yeah. It looks like an evil My Pretty Pony. It's like nice. black with There's, red eyes. There are people and, that do um, Comic-Con yeah. here in Pittsburgh that do uh, like tough looking My Little Ponies. And they're all like the four horsemen of the apocalypse <laughs> is My Little Ponies. And, you know, so that kind of stuff is out there. Th- this is also the town that brings you the the furries. So, <laughs> oh, sure. Um, so, John, one of the things I always wanted to ask you, um, you, you mentioned you try to get three pages done a day. Yeah. Is that how... How long does that take you? I mean, I know that's a stupid... It's like, okay, Craig, well, I do three fucking pages a day. Figure it out. <laughs> well, I try... My goal is to do three pages a day. Honestly, I don't... And is it. that just the the art? The, is that I'm everything? Just, I'm just talking about the penciling and the yeah, inking. Yeah, okay, okay. Sometimes I'll pencil pencil blocks at a time, like uh-huh. do like a whole scene or like a whole movement at a mm-hmm. time, and then go through and, and ink them. And um, to set my work aside from the stuff that I did prior that's going to be the web content, I change my style up a lot for, yeah. the, for this book. Like it looks totally, totally different. Yeah, I did notice a change in the style. Well, yeah, well, and, and I think I, I shared this with you before. I and, and I, I've told you this before, and I'm terrible because when I was younger, I've, I've I've dabbled in art too, and I always wanted to write my own comics, which is why I'm such a big fan of yours and jealous of your talent, um, because I could never just stick to it. Um, I don't have a what. What is your what what is your process? What do you, how do you do it? Like do you like was when I was trying to write comics, when I was like. I was writing the story at the same time I was trying to figure out what I wanted that particular cell to look like. Well, I always find it interesting when you guys talk to, when you have writers here, mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a process junkie. Well, you're a writer <clears throat> and yeah. you're here. Right. How about that? 
uh, but that's a question you always ask them. It yeah. seems like as always you always talk to them about the process, and I think it's totally interesting because it's so different than how I write. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if I was just to sit down and write, I'm the guy who has to have everything uh, outlined. And then I do what's called unpacking, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. you have an idea and then you just kind of build up until it's full and then you move on to like the next idea. That's a, that's a couple I Dan and I talked about that before and I asked him that because he and Nelson Piles talked about that, that when they start writing, they have no idea where they're going right. to end. And I was always like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I start I'm, with the end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I work backwards. That's, uh, that's, yeah. how, that's how Uncle Frank Miller does it. Too. Okay. He starts from the end. So, so the, the other thing, and I'm glad you brought that, like I, you do a lot of stuff. You're involved. You're a man of many seasons. I'm a, a renaissance. You are. Renaissance you're a modern day renaissance man. So, so what? Take me through a day in John Tower's life. Like, how do you segment that? Like, okay, I'm going to focus on the comic for X amount, or because you're a process guy mm-hmm. and a combat engineer. It's. I was just going to say it's all about asset management. Okay. It's, it's setting your goal, looking what it, what you have to do to get it done, and yeah. then and then just doing it. Like the radio show suffers. Because I don't go in and do all the editing and stuff. Basically, you know, whatever I do in those 25 minutes that I'm recording is what is going to wind up being there. And even if it's sometimes to me, it feels like it's just me sitting there going, like, I don't have anything to say, but, you know, I still got to do it. Um, But as far as the the comic book process is concerned, you know, I outline, I write, I write, I write. But it's always changing. Like, you know, when I get around to doing the artwork, I'm like, you know what? it's going to be way more efficient or effective if I do it this way instead of the way that I had it written down. So generally there's um, a script with uh, little rudimentary pages drawn on it and like how I'm blocking out each page, you know, corresponds to like a line in the, in the script. And because I'm not shipping it out to an an artist to do it, like I can work my brain around like how it's going to get done. So in a way I'm kind of like, I'm adding steps because I have to be like the outline dude, but I'm removing steps because it doesn't have to be as finished. Great point. Great yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, I, I asked it because it's like, I, you know, I follow you pretty close. I, I, I follow you through the social media and I'm always, I sit, I'm like, where does John find the time? <laughs> you know, because like you said, between Red Horse, um, the projects that you're working on, and then you're always dropping in these incredibly insightful things about stuff. And I'm like, is John watching that, or is he pulling that from the pat? You know, where's that coming from? What's he? Because he, he's got the quote and it's dead on. So did he just watch it? You know. And then then there's stuff like you know you drop in during the show every week. Um, that I know you're following the news and putting in current events. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm like. I don't know how he has this much fucking bandwidth in the day uh, to get of, all this shit done. A lot of it, unless I'm turning myself off with yeah. the booze, like I can't sleep, right? So, okay. Like, well, that helps. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, um, yeah, not sleeping does definitely help. It, I mean, you know, that frees like, up a couple hours. <laughs> sure. I mean, Dan Dan posts a lot of shit at three o'clock in the morning, and I mean, I do that. Okay, you guys, you, you've responded to stuff that I put out there on the social media, and I'll do that too. Like, you know, I'll roll over at five o'clock in the morning and. I'll, I'll hit the, the handheld and be like, uh, here, hey, here's something that's on my mind. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, so. It's it's funny because I've been. I can uh, always count on YouTube being awake at that time, though, too. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a good comment. Right. It, it's funny because the way that you just kind of described that, I've been rewatching the old Max Headroom TV show. It, it, Facebook and social media has allowed us to become like Max Headroom. Yeah. Like yeah we can just totally just blurt out whatever is on our mind and we don't have to really bl- bl- blurt out. <laughs> suffer any kind of like consequences right. for it, you know? That's a, that's, a, that's a fantastic point. So is this part of the five questions? No. 
No, I'm, oh, okay. hey, I'm, 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 I'm sticking to your script about. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, I didn't what know. John's up to and the inspiration. <laughs> See, this is what happens me. when we don't edit, folks. <laughs> when, when, I, when I get to the five questions, you'll know. God damn it, you'll know. <laughs> I'm That's feeling right. okay about not editing because I've had three glasses of whiskey, so we're good. Um, so what's going on with the sweet beard, man? That's awesome. It's called being lazy. Is that like a writer beard? Is that like, well, is uh, it like Rocky growing a beard and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's you like gotta, um. Remember when didn't Mulder have a beard in the second X Files yes, movie? When he was like crazy batshit insane. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's and then like, he just like gets up for no reason and shaves it off. And I'm like, it's like a what, what the it's hell? like a trope in in fiction where like if the if your character's wounded or if he's like having like a breakdown or something he has to grow like this beard there, that's a great it, that is, it is yeah and when like, he comes back to reality he, he shaves it off or there you know there's or obviously he trims like, it. one thing that like flies in the face of that is the royal tenenbaums which is one of my favorite movies oh, yeah. of all time yeah and when that guy goes nuts he shaves his beard off and tries <laughs> to kill himself <laughs> that's a, that's a, I, I i never made that connection but but you're right and and, and it's funny how we're conditioned to like oh wait He's batshit crazy right now because he has a beard. Or you know, yeah. hey, he doesn't. He's fucking busy. He doesn't have time to shave. Right. Like Rocky oh, right, when he's right, training right, in right, Siberia. Right. You know. Now that you should see Craig's beard. I mean, he looks like Thor today. That was that was for warmth. Warmth, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's the beard or the bear. <laughs> you grew that beard in like what a week? Yeah. Man. Seriously, we've talked about this before. If I if I'm the oldest one in the room, and if I if I didn't shave for 20 years, I still I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't look like John. John would look like Rip Van Winkle by next week. I could go. I could literally sleep for 20 years, and I we'll get some steel filings for your they're face. They're like, hey, what what is that? You got a five o'clock shadow there, Craig. When was the last time you shaved? 1987. <laughs> we'll get you some steel filings. I don't. I don't. You know, Nowadays, I just magnet. I got the boyish thing going. Nowadays, I just grow it out just to see how gray it is. You know, yeah. like it's it's. Really That's why I like, shaved mine. I had yeah. to trim mine because it was. Getting Are you a still talking gray. about your beard? <laughs> no, I was talking about my cock because okay, it's too I, big. Oh yeah, hey, so John, um, so this, so the sweet beard, yeah, um, yeah. You're not like Peter Griffin. You don't have any birds or anything no, living in there that no. you're trying to feed. Um, so what else you got going on behind besides the uh, the Jin Jihad? You got the Whiskey Rebellion, Whiskey right? Rebellion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Talk to me about that. Um, it's a post-mortem press decided they're putting... I don't know what, like, if it's an industry paper, but it's got, like, um, critical fiction, mm-hmm. like, in uh, a lot of poetry and stuff in it. And um, Dan hates poetry, by the way. I don't... No, I, I love it. poetry. I can't write it, because it's... That's all, I'm that's too all I've ever been good at. Is writing poetry? Yeah, because I like to be cryptic, and it's like the whole... Dude, you write, like, 10-page long emails. I'm sure you just, you're, <laughs> wow. better, you're good at something other than just poetry. All right, move on. John, um, but back, yeah, to, back to John. But they talk about, like, uh, they have a... Your in, head is made entirely out of wood, Julie. In this episode, or in this issue, they have um, a, a piece explaining, I guess, like, Doctor Who. Okay. And then they do, like, they have short fiction and stuff, and um, I... I believe it's part of my book deal with them where they're like, Hey, we'll give you this, you know, a whole page in this magazine hmm. and, um, to build your platform just to yeah, have fun with. Yeah. I was like, well, do you want it to be like a story or what, what do you want? And the, their answer basically was do whatever you want with it. So, and, and you are the, the 13th doctor. Is that not correct? <laughs> no, not. What, what you need to do, John, this is just a word of advice from a guy who's never been public for your, for, for your, <laughs> listen to me, son, for your, for your one page be totally abstract give them nothing a blank page well I, the, and then that's a statement the part it's your statement Hello. as an artist the thing that i i 
I was like, well, I don't want to, like, I don't want to do anything to jeopardize my relationship with them. Right. Draw a Ziggy. So uh, I was like, in. Also, they were really cryptic with what they wanted. See, in the first I, place. I like cryptic. So, um, so I just, I did four. I did four one-page comics, totally unrelated to each other. Basically, they were just, it's like a joke. It's like mm. a punchline, you know. And um, I sent them four of them, and uh, they, you know, accepted one, and th- that's gonna be the sh- thing. And then when they need another one, I'll probably do four and just send them in. And, you know, let them choose which this one, one. Is it like the end of um, what the hell was that? Um, Steve Martin, John Candy, Planes, Trains, Planes, Trains Yeah. Did you ever? Did you ever watch it past the credits? No. If you all of um, John Hughes movies, if you watch them past the credits, there's an extra piece there, uh, kind of like Marvel's been doing with. I wonder if they stole that from John Hughes uh, at the end of all the Marvel movies. John Hughes movies. just said, "Call my lawyer." <laughs> well, not the anymore. Estate, the estate of John. Hughes. <laughs> the estate of John Hughes. <laughs> yes. Um, and they may have. But at the end of, of planes, trains, and automobiles, one of the things that happens in the movie is that they're trying the, the the guy that owns the one agency that they fly out to, and you know he doesn't make it home because of that. He misses. He'll never make the six. Um, he's looking at three different copies of. Or is it two or three copies of an ad? That, and at the end of the movie, after the credits, he's sitting there and he's got his Thanksgiving turkey, and he's like, one or two. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't edit. See, that, that's our, see, you said it. Yeah. Why we don't edit? Right. No, but I'm just wondering if that's what they did. They had like four versions. You're like, oh, well, uh, that one doesn't suck so much. No, yeah. I mean, I, I would have to imagine, John, that that's if you submitted four, you would like to think that they're gonna. I don't know. They, you would think five. that they're gonna take the best one. No, yeah, I'm sure. And, and right. I'm and, sure they just chose the one that fit their magazine right. and the problem is, is that, that was issue one so yeah. it's like I couldn't even go and like look at their magazine to figure out right. what it what you it don't know was. what the theme is because yeah. like, well, a lot of times when you go to get published that's what they say is how do we get pu- well, well, look a, at my is, back issues yeah that's a that's a that's a great point so that's like the one one I did um, was like cavemen fighting a giant ant right <laughs> and then like the, was one of them Ringo star no and then like the the next episode or the next frame was like a bunch of people in robes like tending to like giant ant eggs and then the last frame was a bunch of people outside the u.s capitol bowing down to a giant ant statue <laughs> so it's it's pretty weird it's right? of the apes yeah yeah and then like the another one that i sent in was like i'm went, guessing this is one they didn't choose no no i'm not yeah uh, i'm just gonna we don't want to reveal one. the one that they chose right <laughs> this is the last one i'll talk about yeah. uh um i wanted to go like real kind of dark and disturbing with it right yes. so it's like there's this little kid in bed and his dad's like leering over him and he's all like drunk and stuff oh jesus and listen hold on though <laughs> it has a happy ending oh so well, uh, hey what are you talking for about for who the <laughs> kid or the dad hey watch out <laughs> so uh, as the dad walks into the room he steps on a lego and he's like oh shit and he drops his bottle and he's like well that's it kid you're gonna get it and the kid's feverishly working on something you can't really tell what it is yeah and the reveal is he's built a gun out of legos uh, that, no that's yeah. that's all Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I just kind of did like one of like each kind of like different tone. Yeah. You know, and then I just sure they just chose the one that worked the, out the, best. Wait, yeah, that fit the tone of the magazine. Now you're not in the first. Are you in the first issue? Yeah. Yeah. Which oh, like I'm not going to ask you which one's in the first issue. I'm gonna, I'm just going to buy it's it. It's not. It's neither of the two that I've talked about. So. But but the first issue is out, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It actually just hit shelves in England. Ah. Yeah. Nice. Right. Wait, what is this? <laughs> What, what a f- is that? Goddamn Yankees. <laughs> We're going to shut down our website so Dan can't release the ride. He's not even a real fucking doctor. 
Now, here's a doctor. <laughs> this is false advertising from the Yanks again. <laughs> horror Realm. Tell me about Horror Realm. You're going to be in Horror Realm? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to... Uh, we're going to hang out, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to hang out. Um, uh, Did they have a table? We're, we're going to have a table. Sweet. Um, so, every year for, I guess, the last few years, um, uh, they take over the uh, Point Plaza at uh, South Point. Mm-hmm. You're going to come, right, Robert? It's at South Point? Really? Yeah. Is that where it's at? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, jeez. And they they do two shows a year. Uh, they do a big one in September, October, and then a smaller one in the, in the spring. So this is their smaller one, but, you know, um, they're having a lot of, you know, celebs come in and, like, all the people that's been in the zombie movies will be there. Very like, nice. the Romero movies will be there. And um, there's a huge art presence there. Oh, like, the see, that's, that's cool. Yeah, like, people, like, do uh, a lot of, uh, you know, people will show up that paint. Yeah. Um, and they'll have, like, their, their works there. Do you speed paint your face? No, no, like, it's stuff that they've already painted so yeah. no, i don't want to get off track here but you know the, the one i went oh like that where it sounded like i you know arrived um <laughs> i'm like, arriving right that, i'm that, arriving that goes back to the Hello. whole thing like and i told john this before it's like i'm a bad guy to have as part of the beta team reading the the, the, the jin jihad because I, I i told you this before and I, and I say that with all sincerity it's very difficult for me to read the prose because i focus so much on the art because that's the thing that i really appreciate about what you do um so the, the art, when you say that, it, and I, again, I apologize, I'm jumping off. Do you remember Arkham Asylum? Because you're an artist. Do you, I mean, it was the... He wasn't, he wasn't held no, there. No, 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 That no, was no. the Joker. It was a graphic novel that came, and this is, it's dated. I remember. It was 1990, something like that. Okay. And the thing was, it was all... Painting. Like painting. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And the, who is it? Bill Sinkowitz I, that does I, that? Or there's there's I a couple of those guys and, and even Alex Ross. We right. talked we traded some stuff about Kingdom Come. Yeah, yeah. That I get so attached to the artwork. Yeah. You know, and I don't even focus on the story. I read it, of course. Right. So how are you like in terms of the art? Do you look at that? I mean, is that a because I, I will say it takes away from the story a lot, I think. You know, yeah. from Arkham Asylum was that way, and Kingdom Come was definitely that way for me. The, the art, though, you know, you jizz over. Pardon my language. You sit there and you just go, holy fuck. Yeah. I can't believe that somebody could churn out 200 pages yeah. of this just incredible art. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I know some people that buy titles just for the art. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I know... And I was that guy for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Title commitments? <laughs> that was why I bought. I mean, honestly, Kingdom Come when that was when that was first published. Um, yeah, that then, was why I got it. And then they had, there was a bit that big era there, and then Marvel did their Marvel. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal one. that yeah. where everybody and it was like, but it the stories aren't that good. <laughs> they're not. I mean, they're they're just not. Arkham Asylum was not that good yeah. of a, as a story. It wasn't that great, but the artwork was just like. But that's the thing. Like back to the we'll get back on point here with the the art at horror realm. That is something that's just to me fascinating. Yeah. That the the. That you don't need a whole lot of imagery. Like, well, obviously you've got imagery. One time, in a picture. Like one time, I went to Horror Realm. Art. I, I can't even. Yeah. I can't remember who. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who uh, the artist was, but someone painted uh, Jack Torrance on a door, and I'm like, that's clever. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. So, like, he had like a part of a fucking door sitting right at his table with, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sorry, horror realm. You got go go back to that. Oh yeah, I was just you know mentioning that uh, the doctor is going to be there in case people want to come down and pick up some of his stuff. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm going to be doing there because just I'm not whatever you have. Yeah, I'm not selling any comic books. I'll probably be doing some zombie drawings. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You got about fifteen or sixteen different projects you're working on. Yeah, I just time. have something there. You'll you'll <laughs> probably figure it out that morning yeah. on the way. I'll like, be like, hey, oh yeah, I gotta grab my pencil. Come down and see John because he's gonna be at Horror Realm and he's gonna be doing. I'm gonna do he's got something. his crayons and his pencils. Yeah, whatever. And, Picture and pages. Dan, Dan's gonna be hanging out my at my table. We're gonna get a pass for him. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and Weber's Craig's gonna, gonna try come. to be there. Yeah. So when I wait, yeah, we'll just have to. You'll have to put that in the show notes for when it's actually going to be. It's, I, uh, I want to say March 7th. Yeah, I think it's March 7th. I, I will put it in the show You go notes. to uh, www.horrorrealmcon.com. And it is Horror Realm. Horror Realm. Yeah, there's no, no horror. horror Realm is an entirely different Yeah, that's convention. something different. And what's fun about you know your connection here with the podcast is Nelson is going to be there. Yeah. Nelson Pyle is going to be there. And Jessica McHugh is going to be there. Yep, so. and Jessica's actually going to take some time while she's in town to come into the studio here. That's awesome. And we're going to get uh, some recording without Skype dropping every 10 seconds. <laughs> right. And I and I think Dr. David Nassau is going to come in and say, I can't believe I ever gave this guy 15 minutes of my time. <laughs> you worthless. You know, I, that's history. I wrote a book about Joe Kennedy. <laughs> Who? Right. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I sh- what I wanted to ask him. Who, who's this Joe Kennedy character you're talking about? Poor Do- Doctor Nassau. No, nah, he, he was a great guy. He was very very accommodating. Very great, nice man. great guy. Great interview. So um, you've recently changed your format. You now have the Indie Gentlemen's Podcast. Uh, just a slight rebranding. The podcast is always it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Is it a remake? It's not a remake, no. Are you rebooting? No. Okay. <laughs> hey, real quick, speaking we'll, of remakes. We'll get to that later. You're not a fan of the remake. No. However, you are a fan of the new Sherlock. I, they've fucking got me, man. They I, got you. They they roped you in. Yeah. So you know, but but this is this is a good point. This is something that I wanted to talk to John about before, and 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 to Dan too. I just came up with this this, this weekend. I know we won't get into it. I know how John feels about remakes. <laughs> we won't get into it. right. <laughs> but we're gonna we, get into it. We anyway. won't get into it, but we're gonna get into it a little bit. Hey, it's, but it's it's your show, buddy. Because no, I I, I was thinking about this, but it, because it, we, we got him trapped. It's it's a trap. It's it's in. I think you're gonna say, yeah, Craig. No shit. I, I that's how I feel, and you know how I feel about that. But it's just laziness on behalf of, and I don't know who. I don't know if it's laziness on behalf of Hollywood writers in general, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I thought of two classic examples of a couple of of of, of my favorite films. When Blade Runner came out. Okay. They didn't call it how Android or do Androids dream of electric sheep. Right. You know, it, it was like, here's a story that's influenced by a book. And we put it out there that says based upon the book by Phil Dick, K. Dick, Philip yeah. K. Dick, blah, blah, blah. When Manhunter came out, they didn't call it the Red Dragon. Dick. They Man said Hunter. based upon the book by Thomas Harris, the Red Dragon. Right. And that's. That's what Hollywood used to do. Mm-hmm. Now they just gotta fucking remake it. Right. They can't, you know. It, they it, gotta and capitalize it's kind of like the on whole, the name, right? And that's what bothers me. It's yeah, like I get it should stand argument. on its own. I get in this argument all the time because I'm so vocal about it, right? On online. And trust me, you've made me vocal about it because I didn't used to feel this way yeah. about remakes, and now I kind of do it. And you know, I him. I do it to agitate you, you know, with the yeah. whole about last night. I, yeah. I fired a few barbs out there about that and Robocop because it's like I'm fucking sick of seeing this Could as well. People get do something. Like the main thing that I hear is people go well i like to know what the characters are 
are doing or continuing right. to do or what they would be like nowadays. Mm-hmm. And my answer to them is, you know, and I don't know how true it is or if I'm just fucking jaded and cynical, but, you know, they remake RoboCop and they're not remaking RoboCop to inform the world how sci- the science fiction story relates to what we are doing today. Mm-hmm. They remake it as a fucking business model. Exactly right. right. Just yeah, that's to, right. Just, that's to, right. Ca- just to capitalize on all the fanboys that are like, hey, I remember seeing the original RoboCop when I was 12 and hey, this is going to be great. You know what I mean? Like, That's my thing with Sherlock. I, I liked it. I mean, I watched an episode and I thought it was great. I thought it was very well done, very well written. Um, I mean, it had Khan in it, so I mean, there's a win right there. Um, I see what you what you're trying to do. <laughs> but <laughs> who J- James Khan? Uh, yeah, exactly. Madeline Khan? No. Um, Genghis Khan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Genghis Khan. That's the best one. That's awesome. It's like we're playing the match Khan game. Khan Noonan. Hey, blank Khan. Or, or you could just keep doing Genghis Khan just in different ways, as like jo- as John Car- as John Kerry would pronounce it, Genghis Khan follows <laughs> Genghis Khan's <laughs> death. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't Jack want it, but that was something that was like I I, I just don't get that, and in in we'll we'll never solve it. It's more it's a it's a what three guys are going to sit around and bitch about yeah. because they got three guys burger right now. But but that's, but that's what it just bothers them. I mean, in, again, I'm not trying to incite you, John. It bothers the piss out of me yeah. because I just think it's like there, you've heard Dan and I talk about this before, and you and I have talked about it. There are seven story lines. That's it. That's all you got. If you want to write a story about a cop who was, I don't know, badly wounded in the line of duty and somehow through technology, and I can't fucking believe Gary Oldman and Sam Jackson are in that movie. I know. You well, know, Sam serious, Jackson but, will be in anything, apparently. Well, apparently. <laughs> motherfucking snakes on his motherfucking plane! That's, it's that's like a, him and Liam Neeson. For some reason, everybody still thinks that they're, like, respectable yeah, actors. You say that. Like, I just saw a commercial last night for that thing on the did. fucking plane <laughs> where Liam nonstop. I'm like, are you fucking... That's just, just, they're seriously? Like, they're like, hey, Do you we, ever say no? We're like... <laughs> Uh, we're looking at you to be in a role in a movie where you fist fight wolves. And he's like, I'm in. You know, like it's I did. Just... I fist fought a wolf one time. I can't do his. He's he's uh, he's got a Welsh Scottish thing that I can't yeah. do. But uh, but yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I you know, and this is uh, for Liam Neeson. Every time I see a commercial, I'm like, oh, he's still grieving. You know, because his wife died in that skiing accident. Yeah. Like, so I give him a pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, uh, he's just doing this to stay busy. Yeah, but like, <laughs> and I don't know, you know. But I'm like, sure. literally, like Sam. Everyone's like, Sam Jackson's great, and I'm like, he's been in a lot a of shitty movies, right? And it's like, it's but the that's what thing, makes like, him awesome. Is he's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, hey. Well, yeah, but he's he's kind of he's gone over into that area where he's just he's playing Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Exactly right. You know, we talked about that. It was like. There were years where I he's mean, not an actor anymore. He's a personality. Right. He's he, that's exactly yeah. right. He's become a stereotype of himself. And, and unfortunately, it was like, when I was younger, like again, Gary Busey. I'm older than you guys. When back in the day, yes, Robert sir. De Niro was. It was like he and Pacino were both like, "Holy shit! If those guys were in a movie, it's a good movie." Right? They hoard themselves out so much of them. now. It's like they'll just. He was so, in Bullwinkle for Christ's sake. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, seriously, when when I was like 18 years old, I'm like, I was like, it was a Robert De Niro was a god. It was like that guy. If he's it, he's like, you know, I'll listen to Robert De Niro read the phone book because it's going to be good. Same thing with Pacino. They they hoard them. Freeman. They became whores, yeah. and they're just in pieces of shit where it's like. Their agent gives them something. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Did sure, you ever yeah. see that fucking I'll mafia movie that Pacino was in? It sucked. The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit! I right, stop it. <laughs> 
Anyway, I'm sorry. I got way off track there but with a lot of things. But What's your time? Man? Again, no, it's the, it's the whole... I, I, I don't know if you guys agree with me. It's like, there's no harm... I don't know why they don't do that. Like, put a movie out and then put on there based upon... I can't think of who fucking directed RoboCop. It was... Yeah. Like, of... Well, it was Vander, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, like, Paul, Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. yeah, the the Total Recall guy. Right. Well, Do I know that. you're not a fan of of the new Star Trek movies, which I'm kind of okay with. I made my peace with them as an alternate history. But I will say I respect the fact that they kept the fact that it's Wrath of Khan completely secret until. You know, until the really, you don't even, I, you don't I thought even, a, the news broke. I knew people who knew. I see. I don't, I, I'm I'm not a big. I don't watch a lot of that stuff and yeah. pay attention to a lot of that stuff. So my, my biggest, pro, I, I don't. But they never came right out and said, "Hey, this guy's con." Yeah, I don't. Those movies. Sorry actually, for the people we just ruined the movie for. I, uh, You're a little too late. I find those movies offensive because they're not Star Trek movies to me. Like Star Trek submarine warfare, like yeah. in the Cold War. No, you. There's a lot of lens flares though, absolutely. man. Those lens flares yeah. are fucking awesome. I, and I confession, I'm I've I've not I told Dan this before. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. I, I never followed the show. I don't dislike it, but Rathacon was one of the greatest fucking movies. Oh, of absolutely. All time. I mean, that's in my that was one of the first DVDs I bought. Yeah. That's a great movie. Period. Yeah, it's I a agree. great it's movie. A great it's a, movie. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah, it's absolutely period. That's it. Yeah, you, you, there's not enough. You I don't know why I felt compelled yeah. to say that. I agree. <laughs> I concur <laughs> with your assessment of the situation. <laughs> not that's only it. That's did all you I'm going to say. But then you qualified it like four times. Right. <laughs> right. I had to throw it in. There. Right. I'm that's done. a great right. fucking movie. But you know what? It's a fucking. It's it's a great movie because period. the movie's fucking great. Period. <laughs> period. Says Greg Weber. Done. Done. I agree that's, with everything. You thank said. you. He's got the big red CW stamp out. <laughs> I endorse this. I en- come on, do the Freeman. Oh, I no. endorse this. Yeah, do it. See, John. John is. Did you see the Lego movies coming out? The Morgan Freeman. I did, game? and he's the voice of something. Yeah, and that. he's got that quote in there. He's like, "People say that's my." F- I can't do it, but something about I could listen to him read the phone book. He's like, "Let's read it." <laughs> <laughs> um. So so let's move on to Craig's five questions for the doctor. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually. My, my five questions kind of morphed into more than five questions. Well, can I just say something before we get started on this? Absolutely. Yeah. Craig emailed me and he was like, hey, do you want to know what these questions are beforehand? Or do you just want to shoot from the hip? And I'm right. like, well, let's just shoot from the hip. Of course, because you're a man. And That's what my, this episode's about. And being then a after man. I sent that email, I was like, did I just shoot myself in the no, foot? No, 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 not at all. I don't, nah, I don't, I don't, you, I don't you, think you You flew did. a helicopter into right. your cock. <laughs> but but this will be, it's going to be fun for me. Okay. Um, and, and there's a logic behind it. it there's, there's, there's part of it is the whole... Um, just to it's give a, a, little, logic, a little backstory. Is there no. math? No, 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 math? Okay. no, 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 no. I brought a calculator. A lot case. of these things are based upon further exploration of things that John and I discussed for, for years. Okay. Um, because John, John and I did work together for a prolonged period of time, and I always held John in high regard. Oh, there's, there's back, dun, dun, there's, 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 dun, there's theme music. Um, is this the five questions theme music? Yeah, so <laughs> it sounded like he had an evil plan over no, there. And there were there, there will be twirling his non-existent mustache. And some of them. And I don't know. I don't know how this is going to. John may say seriously. No, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Some, so I'll face. tell you this. Some of them are softball. Some of them are going to be like what? Okay. So, All right, I'm ready. Yeah. So so real person again. Shit, man. Um, I'm gonna. The, I'll, I will. Like I said, I'm going in no no particular order. Um, why do you hate Tom Savini? I 
I actually don't hate Tom Savini, <laughs> but I know a guy who fucking hates Tom Savini. So, so right. So, so the background there is I was listening to an episode of Red Horse and you and Fairhead, David Fairhead, were talking about Tom Savini. And I'm like, wow, there is something going on yeah. here. There, I mean, there's like well, some deep-seated like like Tom Savini stepped on one of John's cats. I, I, I don't know what happened. Dave agreed to come on the show. Right. And I was like, I'm going to fuck Dave up and ask him this question about why he hates Tom Savini. I knew the answer, but I wanted to get him on All right. record. <laughs> okay. So, 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 but th- th- and then the, 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 the continuation of this is Savini is, after I listened to that, I'm like, he's an unlikable son of a bitch. I don't know the guy, but you know, I won't get into the backstory. If people want to listen to this, go back and listen to, you'll find it. I'm sure you can go to Red Horse. Oh, Red Horse, and yeah. Find, yeah, and find it in the show notes, the particular episode where John and David Fairhead talk about Tom Savini. And Look for a, the cover that's the cock gun. Right. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's a great episode. But the reason why I put this question out there, John, um, I was just watching this this documentary recently, and it was about the slasher phenomenon in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Savini's on there, like, more often than I would care to admit. And again, I didn't he get... He did a ton of the uh, Friday the 13th. Right, exactly. Yeah. But the way that fucker... You would think he was Sean Cunningham, <laughs> and you would think he created Jason Voorhees. And he takes... He starts taking credit for so much There's... shit. And I'm like, I never hated John or Tom Savini before. I didn't have this much vitriol, but now I do. Yeah. And I can thank Dr. John Towers for it. <laughs> I'm just ruining lives. Or I can thank Dave place. Fairhead. I'm not sure who it was, but... but, the, but I think I saw this documentary that you're talking about, and the one thing that he does say, which I found was fascinating, was that um, he was a photojournalist in Vietnam. And that's... That's, that it, that's right. Yeah, that's and that's one. how, like... Uh, he got a lot of the death yeah, scenes from that. Yeah, like he, you know, he knows what having a leg hacked open looks yeah. like or whatever. Yeah. And I thought that that was fascinating. I, I never that, knew that That is before. a good point. Yeah. And I, but I, I mean, and some of the nerdy stuff is kind of cool where he's like, yeah, I was the guy, I was under the bed when Kevin Bacon gets the arrow pushed up yeah. through his throat. I'm down there doing the... Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. But so, so do you... Did, what do you think about those guys? Carpenter, Cunningham, Toby Hooper, Wes Craven, all these guys who made all the, the what I look at as great slasher films of the late 70s, early 80s that basically sold themselves out to like, hey, go ahead and just remake our shit. Well, um, I think that probably they didn't have a whole lot to say about yeah. it. It seemed like that was a move that this, I mean, the studios own those movies. Those yeah. guys don't own those movies. I was afraid that was going to be your answer. Yeah. So how do you feel about those guys? Because I will say this, because I always, I, I really, I respect John Carpenter, even though he's put out a lot of shit too, like yeah. a lot of garbage. I used to respect him, but I Just will... his work on just the thing pretty much seals his, like, I mean, it's one of the greatest movies well, it's ever funny made, how and it's a remake. That That's that's a great point, because I look of at a it as shittier like movie. The, of... That's the key there. He he had a great run. Um, how the first Halloween, I think, and I talked about this. Dan edited a lot of it out where I was because, and I understand why I did because there was a lot of just me kneeling at the altar of John. The first Halloween, I think, is one of the best. It's on my top ten films of all time, not top ten horror movies. Um, so so that was great. Escape from New York, the original one, I think is fantastic film, and the thing is a great. So John Carpenter had a really good run. Oh, uh, let, let's. T- let us not forget uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, which is a that's a great point. I yeah. always forget. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Carpenter does, that that is often forgotten. Yeah. Um, and the Jack Butler role is one of the greatest characters ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I th- as far as Carpenter's concerned, I mean, I think he's you know he's an icon and yeah. he's super talented. 
my problem with him, if I were to have one, would be when his politics get involved. Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I think... Like, They Live is awesome, but, like, you could, you could just tell, hey, this guy just rolled out of his hash den <laughs> on Hayden Ashbury oh, and man. fucking start, f- fired up his movie hey, camera. Tommy Chong, come on over, man. Let's I, I do think, a movie uh, today. I think Sean Cunningham's a whore. I think Wes Craven's a whore. And I think, to your point, they would just acknowledge that. It's like, hey, Craig, you know what? Don't judge me. The studio backed up and dumped a fucking shit load of money in my front lawn well, i gave them rights to everything of, so a lot of times those you'll guys, do the same thing yeah, if you're lucky yeah like right. you know if the studio decides that they're gonna remake or not remake but sequelize like the nightmare on elm street ad mm-hmm. nauseum mm-hmm. i don't know how much of a say Wes craven would have in, in a decision to do yeah. that and you know his later movies actually you know he seems like he's kind of jaded i think he, and I, that's that. right in the screen films i think he actually starts to poke fun at himself right. a little bit. Yeah, yeah and i get that so so moving on to my next question someone I had one say, comment before you move all on. right just <laughs> one we, we have to just stay one. in the just same just vein just a small there, one this next question is apparently related which okay. i didn't realize that it would be well i just wanted to, to call back to the the interview that i just did with jessica McHugh last yeah. week, last week and we talked a little bit about that like what happens after you write it what 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 do you how do you feel whenever someone takes takes it and does their own thing with it yeah and i think creighton had the best thing to say about that whenever he, talking Dude, about the he's jurassic, brilliant oh my god he's, the jurassic park movies he's the, like the estate like, of michael creighton well yeah but when he was still alive, this is, I mean, obviously he, the estate was Trust me, if anybody could write a book from Beyond the Dead, yeah, he, would be he, would, he would find a way to do it. But the he guy's said, brilliant. I mean, he was a he was a doctor, yeah. a lawyer, a business. I mean, the guy, he knew every, he was like, okay, what what uh, practice? Because I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll <laughs> yeah. go to school for that. Right. right. How long did it take? All right, I'll forget it. I got yeah. it. And he was an episode, he, we mentioned and him he was in like episode. he's like seven foot tall. He's like, he's, he, he's, getting a, he's getting a three deal run here because he was oh. in episode 11 too. Um but he did say that, you know, people asked him what he thought of Spielberg's version of Jurassic Park because it's completely different than the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I wrote the book Jurassic Park. If you want my work, you go read Jurassic Park, the book. Whatever Spielberg wants to do with it, he wants to take my idea and run with it and have a different interpretation. That's his work. Yeah. You know, he's basing it on my idea, which I'm flattered by. But whatever he wants to do with it, you know, if you don't like what he does with it, I still got mine. He, he, Michael if you Cri- like what he does it better than what I do, hey, whatever. There's he, something for everybody. He was well. He's he's edu- he's incredibly smart. I mean, mm-hmm. just an incredibly gifted guy. Very educated. Very pragmatic. Um, and that's that was just his approach to everything. Quick quick story. Um, I think I may have mentioned this to you before. When I was when I was in whatever I was doing in grad school, there you was met Michael Crichton. No, there was an article that we had to read for a class, and it was it was one of Crichton's scholarly. Uh-huh. The guy was brilliant at every friggin' thing he did. And with my classmates, I made reference to the fact, I made some analogy to Crichton's work in this article, and I tied it back to Jurassic Park and ER, which he also was involved in the television show. Oh, yeah. And people were like, Yeah, they, they were like, I didn't realize See, this. We're was going this. real red horse here. Yeah. We're making drinks. We don't care about the noise. You guys just, it's like no, a party. You guys no, are a part of it. 90% of my class was like, I didn't know that was the same guy. You know, he's, and I, I found that to be honest, like this guy, I mean, Michael Crichton's reach mm-hmm. to me was like fucking Michael Crichton does everything. And then and, people and were Sam like, Jackson was in a Michael Crichton sphere. Yeah, so fair point. All right. You know, he was a he's what actually a, a real spiritual guy too. He was wrote, he really? Yeah, he well, wrote, he is in the spirit world now. He wrote a he wrote a book called Travels. There he is. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's talk about like all the times he's almost died, and it, uh-huh. it's really fascinating. And he talks about. Uh, the scuba trip he was on when he found out that his dad passed away. Mm. And it's like, 
a bunch of real touching stories and I yeah. admired him because he's a research nut like he yeah. fucking goes crazy um, but I really admired him after I read that yeah. travel, you, you travel know, John Towers is my Aw, yeah. Craig, that's yeah. sweet. He is. So, so in that vein, so I'm moving on to the next question. Dan, I'm sorry. Did I, are you, did you? No, I'm, I'm okay. good. That's all. I just wanted to okay. throw that in there. It's somewhat related to the first question I asked you, John. So, so in the reboot of Friday the 13th. Okay. Uh, when Trent is getting busy with the Buxom Blonde. Okay. Remember, he says, your tits are stupendous. <laughs> It's probably the best line in a Friday right. the 13th <laughs> and, and, and I throw that out there because John and I talked about this one time. He, right. That's the quote. Your tits are stupendous. Uh, and my question to you, John, is are they? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They were, they were pretty good. Um, but I also ask you for another reason. Um, in a previous episode of uh, The Night Story, Dan and I talked about this, and I made the comment about the only compelling thing about the remakes of these movies is the new <laughs> you did say that. Well, yeah, when you're lucky enough to get it. Right, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do, do you agree? Like, yeah. Friday, the reboot of Friday the 13th, I, did, well, I wasn't, I'm a huge fan of the Friday the 13th, the originals. As bad as they were, but they were original, and I went, I... Including the scene where the girl ends up inside the waterbed, and they're like, oh, she must have killed herself. Every, I, I'm a fan. I, Jason Voorhees is just a character that I, I know, love. Wait, that's, that Freddy, that's Friday. But that's every Friday. one of them, I watch them. I would, you know, I go to the theater to see them. When they rebooted, I was really conflicted. But when I finally watched it, I'm like, you know what? This has some great nudity. <laughs> and that was the only thing. That's, I could, that's that, the only redeeming thing there was about it. That's a and then critique. you and I, and the, the, the story here, what I wanted to get out to the public is like, John and I work together. And he came into my office one day and and threw that, that that is the greatest line. So in your honor, um, I wanted to get the quote right. And I so I watched the scene a couple, a couple of times. The only thing just to I, make sure, for research sake, right, right. just to make right. sure I, I got it. Like, you read Playboy for the article. Just exactly to make sure right. I got it right. And that's the line. Shit, the girl. It, <laughs> that's funny. And, he's, and Trent is like, your tits are stupendous. <laughs> they were. <laughs> they were. And that's the thing. Okay, Ding. that's it. That's right. I just wanted to see if John concurred. Um, yeah. So it was, a, it was a daffy scene. But anyway. um, so my next three? question. Yeah, that was question number two. Um, two. Hey, there's more than five. We're breaking the rules here. What? Um, if current House Speaker John Boehner <laughs> and former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi mm. made a porno, oh my god, what would you call it? See, you're quick-witted. See, I thought you'd be like Sp- spray tan and stretch marks. <laughs> <laughs> Volume three. Right. See, that, that's actually, that's actually I like that spray tan and stretch mark. Yeah. That's 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 quality. Uh, mine was banging the gavel, but that's obvious because you know. Oh, that's beautiful. The speaker of the house would. That's how they bring it to order. And and I asked that. I think you know I asked that. Like recently, you, you made a comment that everybody makes fun of Boehner's spray tan, right. but nobody talks about Pelosi's face yeah. and Biden's plugs right. and whatnot. <laughs> um, which I, I I thought that was hilarious. Joe Biden. Um, I I always thought and I. Wanted to see. Nancy Pelosi to me looks like one of the one of the aliens in Mars Attack. <laughs> Don't you, you can you do you see yeah. that? Like I could see her on the house on the Senate floor being like, and pulling the gun out. To me, she always in my brain she looks like Mona when Mona was in Brazil and they were giving her the the facelift. Mona, 
Mona from Who's the Boss? Oh, that's what I was going to say. You mean, like, <laughs> or, uh, well, yeah, I, I can't remember school, the, act, yeah. the actress's name. But um, in she was in uh, Terry Gilliam's yeah. Brazil, yeah. and her character gets Oh, yes, that's all. Yeah. And it's like, they stretch it out to here, and to me, whenever I see Nancy Pelosi, I think Mo- I So think when Mona. you said Mona, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, but I just want to make sure we were making the same reference. It is Who's the Boss. Yeah. What did they do with that extra skin? Mona. Who knows? Made another person. Mona. <laughs> Mona. Tony Danza spray tan and stretch marks there you go that was that's a, that's a, that was a good uh, question thank I, you. I, think, well, I appreciate that uh, <laughs> thanks time. for asking me what porno I would call uh, it so, so here's a softball when, when I listened to that Pantera that last one wasn't no that was no that was <laughs> that when was I listened hardcore. to Pantera <laughs> I listened to blank because blank Ooh, walk because there's a song called walk yes and I listened there's to there's the it. answer I listened to the walk because there's a song called walk uh, because it Makes me feel like kicking somebody in the throat. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that's like, going to say face. I thought he was going to kick me in the face <laughs> when I asked that. I asked this question, and I can't remember. We were working together when Dimebag was was killed, and we had a you and I had a conversation. Is that a person? About yeah, he was the Dimebag Daryl. Daryl was ah. the guitar player for Pantera, and he was shot when they were it was damage plan. It was yeah, it was damage plan. They were in was it Columbus? I, yeah, it was Columbus. it was in Ohio. Somewhere. Is that a pot reference? So yes, I think I'm going out on a limb. I I, I, I think I don't know, John. Do you know more about that? Di- I mean, was that a pot? I, I mean, would, the, I the always kind of gave it away, yeah. but uh, I was watching Scooby Doo and <laughs> and John and I had a conversation when that happened, and it was I was a I was a big Pantera, I still am. Pantera, they're they're I've always said Pantera is a religious experience for me. It's like, and I don't listen to Metallica and Pantera and, and the old school and Iron Maiden like I used to. But when I listen to Pantera, I was like. Man, we got I don't often listen to Pantera, but when I do... That's about it. And actually, I was going to phrase the question that way. Like, John, pretend you are the most interesting man in the world and say, I don't always listen to Pantera. He is the most Pantera, interesting man in the world. But when I do, I listen to... Because, yeah, it, amps, it gets me, you know, So, I'm... is Vulgar Display of Power it for you? Because that was the conversation, remember? We talked about Far Beyond Driven Far and Beyond... Vulgar Display of Power, and it was kind of... A, that was the discussion. It was like... Vulgar Display of Power is the... the best Pantera album ever produced in the history of the world. However, I will. I went as far as the Great Southern Trend Kill with them. I, I, just so you know, I went all the way with them, and I, I, I well, listened to all of them. Hey now, I did. I let them. <laughs> I, I let them go all the way. No, I, I kind of fell off at Great Southern Southern Trend Kill. Yeah, I mean, was, and then um, I can't remember. They had the one where the guys jumping in the fire, reinventing or the steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When and I bought that one like because everybody was convincing me. Popular culture at the time was saying, "This is not, it's Cowboys from Hell again." Yeah, and it was, and it wasn't, and it wasn't. But um, there was that period that we talked about where, because vulgar display of power is just nobody ever got that on record. That's no, quarantine ever. They think, never did. Yeah, yeah. I think it. Uh, We've become that metal we, show. We turned into that metal show, right? <laughs> well, and that's okay. Yeah, there's three of us. To me, um, Pantera was the soundtrack of my high school my later high school years mm-hmm. and um also my time through the through the army through the military okay um that was you know i would drive my tank and i would sneak in a walkman and plug it in to one ear so i could still listen to the radio but still listen to pantera while i was driving a, a fucking tank right? see that that's that's tough to top because i you know i can go as far as Beach like iron eagle hey when i'm lifting weights I like to listen to, <laughs> i'm driving the john's like tank. hey um yeah, Craig, that's when I was back. Yeah, I was driving a fucking tank. 
When I drove well, it, a tank over babies. You weren't in Bosnia by chance. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, when yeah. I ran over Saddam Hussein. <laughs> no, so, I mean, to me, like, I don't listen to them anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I can't remember the last time I was like. But when you, uh, and yeah. I don't either, but yeah. that's the thing. It's like, but do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, occasionally you'll come across. You know, because and and I think part of that is like when I hear the theme music for Red Horse, it makes me think of Walk. Yeah, it, it it's not a derivative of it, but no. it, it's got it's kind of got a it's that the feeling, yeah. it's yeah, the vibe, yeah, it's got yeah. the vibe, yeah, 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 yeah. So I always wanted to ask you that question. Okay, um, so so that was that was a that was a great answer. Um, <laughs> says Craig. So <laughs> you win. No, here you go. I'll sir. give you a parting gift: a year supply of you know Jean Nate body spray. All right. So so in his book um, Outliers. Malcolm Gladwell talks about the the ten thousand hour philosophy. You ever heard of this? Have you heard of this? Um, I know Malcolm Gladwell. I've read Turning Point. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, tipping Tipping Point. point yeah. And well, what's the other one? He's got. He's he's prolific. Not <clears throat> as prolific as you, but he writes a lot of books. Yeah. Um. And I've seen his TED talk, which is really yeah, good. Yeah. His TED oh, talks yeah. are awesome. Yeah. But yeah. I, I I don't know what the. So he's got the ten thousand his ten thousand hour philosophy, and this is for all mm. of us. It's like, yes. In your life. Yes. If you get good at something, the, the way to get good at something is you're, you've you got to spend 10,000 hours doing it. And that's how the cream rises to the top. And that's how anybody in any Well, this show should be perfect then because profession. we've cut 5,000 right. hours so, so far. So, so my question to John Towers, Dr. John Towers, is what have you done for 10,000 hours? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what I've done? You know what I've done for 10,000 hours? Um... I've got a magazine and I've got a jar of something slippery. The problem there, Gene, is that's like an hour for you. <laughs> well, Combined. You know, no, honestly, I don't think that I've ever done anything for ten thousand. Seriously, yeah. you in, in your so in your in the comics. I've slept for ten. You haven't I'm spent ten hours, and, and if you think about it, have you devoted ten thousand hours of your life to to, to maybe, writing comics? And maybe. Whatnot? Let's not put such a fine point on it. Maybe art in general. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what yeah. I mean, I mean 13, yeah. 13 years. You're definitely oh, well over ten thousand so. hours. Yeah. That's that's what an hour a day for a year is three hundred sixty-five hours. So three years would be ten thousand. See, so, I asked you if you were going to make me do math. Oh, you said no. That's a fair point. Nine plus five. <laughs> that's is a fair eight. point. One plus. Well, there's no the more math. Old shack. There, there won't be any more math. Okay. I, I can guarantee you that. I've always been a bit of a mathematician. <laughs> So you should Sammy. say, you, all right, Sammy. Your answer should be, I do, I've done nothing for 10,000 hours, but I've done a few things for nine hours. Right. Right, 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 right. All right. Um, I've done a few things for nine minutes. In my mouse. Hey, well, nine minutes, Dan, come on. All right, five. Wow. All right, hold on one second. Were those I, the five questions? Or no, no, I, I've, I have more questions. He's using technology. Well, he doesn't have something right. reliable like my, paper, like we do. All of a sudden, you know, my, my mouse is like. I'm analog. There, you could use this like, oh. I could, but I don't like it. Ooh, he likes to. Look at he's got two fingers. He's sliding it across it, trying to move it around. Wow, you guys get dirty. <laughs> we do. I, I'm just talking about his laptop, man. Where your mind went is where your mind went. So two questions, it's a real left. man. Here, here's 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 one, John. If I ran a major label comics, if I was a major label comic publisher, okay. are you DC or Marvel? Hold on, I put Marvel, DC, etc. This is up for the. This is up to the doctor. Dark Horse. This is what I would do on my first day on the job. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right. Well, and I will tell you before you answer the question. This is informed by. I love you, Craig. The a couple episodes ago on Red Horse, you, and I agree with you entirely. You you were talking about mainstream comics and how 
nobody does new heroes. It's just, you know, rehash of old heroes. So your John Dr. John Towers takes over at Marvel, at DC, at whatever. Your first day on the job, you do what? I the honest answer. Alright, folks. It's one hour mark. We're gonna go ahead and All break this-, this into two parts. We're gonna end it now and then on Saturday, the second part comes out. You've been listening to the Ninth Story Podcast, a Hicks and Fabulous production. I break it.